Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is the Global Watch International Prayer Room. It is January the 11th, 2024. It is 3 p.m. Jerusalem time. And this morning we have Alyosha and Jody who will be leading us in the Hebrew Biblical Roots class. We're so thankful that you're here. We thank you, Father, for this day, for this time, for this hour. Lord, what a day you have brought us to. And Lord, what promises uh, we are standing upon. Lord, as we look to your word, as we look to you, and we just thank you and praise you, Father, that this hour has been appointed by you. And we thank you, Lord, for what Alyosha and Jody carry. We thank you, Lord, for the word that comes from Jerusalem to the rest of the body. I thank you, Lord, that Israel is a light to the world through your people. And we thank you, Father, this morning for clarity. I pray, Father, for um, each and every one of us that are on the call. Lord, to have uh, that calm, quiet spirit in the midst of all that is taking place and that, Lord, we would be the opened uh, field for the planting of the word of the Lord as it comes forth. And then, Father, faithful stewards as this word takes root and grows. And I thank you for Jody and Alyosha and pray, Father, for increased anointing upon them, your protection to surround them at all times. And Lord, I also pray for the coverage of all of the internet lines right now. We just pray that the airways would remain clear and that everyone would be able to stay connected. And we thank you for this hour in the name of Yeshua, amen. And over to you, Alyosha. Shalom, everyone. It's good to see you, or good to see some of your names. Some of you are <laughs> not ready to show your faces, which is okay. Although I do like to look at people. So if you are, if you're looking all right and took a shower, or whatever, <laughs> don't be afraid to open your face. Otherwise, it's okay. So it's. I received uh, a few weeks, I think, the message from Sue, and she asked me if I could share on the Watchmen. And I was thinking about it a little bit, and I said, yeah, it probably will be good to share on the Watchmen, even though this is, we're going to go, we're going to look at the scriptures that probably the Global Watch have, has gone more than any other scriptures. Uh, and nevertheless, they're written in Hebrew, and there are some amazing things that the Lord have planned in them. So, yes, this is, I think, my third or fourth session on Hebraic roots. And I did begin with introducing the understanding from the Hebraic perspective about the kingdom of God, that the true and the foundational message of the Bible is the message of the kingdom. And let me just refresh before I go, go to the main scriptures. Uh, I would like to start sharing uh, the screen with you again. And uh, we will get to the Bible. And where I am is I'm in the book of Luke right now. 
just a second one once I close book of Luke chapter 4 and we go to the verse at the end this would be verse 42 and it goes like this now when it was day he departed and he went into a deserted place and the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them but he said to them i must preach the kingdom of god to other cities also because it is for this purpose i have been sent so yeshua have been sent father for one purpose is to preach about the kingdom of god now the from the time of reformation the emphasis have been on personal salvation and personal salvation is part of the message of the kingdom but salvation has to do with several things forgiveness of sins and receiving eternal life whereas the message of the kingdom has to do with god's rule where not in heaven but on earth as it is in heaven even yeshua gave us an example of prayer how do we pray you will be done your kingdom come your will be done where on earth as it is in heaven and the entire bible and all the prophets are focusing on one thing the lord's reign where on earth there is a foundation for the kingdom as a matter of fact in synagogues every shabbat and every holidays this verse is recited in one second i should be in chapter zachariah chapter 14 not chapter 9 chapter 14 verse 9 where in hebrew it goes like this and it says and the lord or his name is Yehovah, we can say that shall be the king over where in heaven no over all the earth in that day shall the lord be one or Yehovah will be one and his name will be one so this is where everything is going as a matter of fact in the entire book of Zechariah is leading to that point of the lord becoming the king of this world and today we're in israel experiencing the war unlike we haven't seen before maybe there's some resemblance of war 1948 when we were attacked from all the sides and right now it's hot in the south it's hot in the west in in samaria and judea and the north the north they, they haven't really started the real war but there's exchange of the rockets and so on going on every day over there and we may enter a much greater war with hezbollah as well so we're in the middle of the battle and which actually started with the enemy wanting to annihilate our nation and this battle against israel it's a is spiritual not just physical where the enemy wants to is fighting against the establishment of the kingdom of god why because it's gonna be established where in jerusalem because Jerusalem becomes a focus here. 
when we go now we will i'm going to turn to our main scripture here isaiah 62 and i'm going to read one of the main verses and for the watchman is here verse 6 i have set the watchman upon the walls and it will be isaiah 62 but also isaiah 52 mentions watchman we'll find out that there are two different words Isaiah 62 is one word for watchman. Isaiah 52 is a different Hebrew word for watchman. And this is important to, to learn because it talks about their function. But when we read here, verse 1, and it goes like this. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her triumph goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a torch that burns. Okay, there's a lot in this verse. Now, first of all, let's find out who is really speaking these words. Now, obviously the prophet is talking, but he's speaking the words of God as if God is revealing his heart, God himself. And what God is saying that for, the, for Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace now. Uh, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Now, is there a difference between Jerusalem and Zion? Okay, so let me give you a little bit of uh, history of Zion. In Hebrew, it's Zion. Zion. Um, Zion was the name of the hill where Jerusalem was established. Remember that if you know the history, Jerusalem was not built by Israel people. It was built by Canaanites. And to be specific, there were Jebusites that built that city on the hill. The hill was called Zion. But that meaning have been upgraded by the Lord himself, saying that Zion is something that God has a focus. For example, there's a question here, and let's look at Psalm 87. It says, Psalm of the sons of Korah, a song, the foundation is in the holy mountain. Now, it's a holy mountain. Obviously, it's a mountain of the Lord. That's where the government of the Lord is going to be. And the Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Why is it that the Lord loves the gates of Zion more than any other place where Israel dwells? It is because Zion in God's eyes began, it's actually a place in the spirit, but ultimately it becomes, it is Jerusalem, but Jerusalem that will experience redemption. Jerusalem that will experience salvation. That's why it's called Jerusalem from above. Geographically, according to Zechariah, I think it's Zechariah 12, 6, also chapter 14, talks about that Jerusalem that will be established uh, as a capital of God's kingdom will be in the same frame, same boundaries where Jerusalem of today, but also, of course, it will be 
it, it will include the, that hill where Jerusalem began. Today, the hill is called, we call City of David. There's not, there's some houses there already, but, and there's a big tourist center. And if you've been in Israel, that's really an amazing place to visit, the City of David. And that's the original hill where Jerusalem began. And Jerusalem that eventually where David reigned from it and rebuilt it. David conquered that hill. So Zion becomes a place of salvation where God is going to reign. So it is Jerusalem, but Jerusalem uh, redeemed. Okay. Now, by the way, when I teach, if anybody really has a question, you're welcome to raise hand and ask me that. But hopefully it is clear. Now we're going back to this verse one in Isaiah 62, and it starts with this word for in Hebrew, lema'an. Lema'an is a, ver is a word which means for the sake. In sometimes we can translate in order. Uh, and when that word appears in Tanakh, it means there's something that's coming that's very important. Somebody is going to act very seriously. So this is a very serious thing where it says for Zion's sake. Now here it's, I will not hold my peace. Now what do we have in Hebrew? It says law can be translated being quiet, but also not being quiet, not being, okay, but also action in other words what god is saying here for zion's sake i will not be silent and also i will not stop acting doing something it's very important and then it says for the sake the same word lima on jerusalem yerushalayim lo eshkot eshkot means eshkot it means to be silent now, if God is saying that he will not be silent, that means, uh, what do we know of the, of the power of God's word? God's word goes first, force. Nothing more powerful in the world than the word of God that goes by the spirit. So what God is saying that I am promise to act, I won't stop. I am promise to speak, I will not be silent. For what? for Zion, for Jerusalem, until her, what Jerusalem. Now, most translations won't say triumph, and that triumph is not a good translation here, but I'm sure your translation probably will say righteousness, and that's correct. Until her righteousness will go forth, how? As brightness. Now, and for brightness, we have this awesome word, noga. And Noga is really huge, bright light. In the modern Hebrew, we, we also call Noga the planet Venus, but that's today. But the biblical Hebrew, Noga, is a huge, bright light which reflects the glory of God. And as we see here, here so here we have the word righteousness, not, not triumph, but righteousness, and her salvations. For salvation, we have the word Yeshua, right here and obviously it's very interesting because several times in the book of isaiah isaiah compares righteousness 
to salvation. In other words, that righteousness and salvation is really in the eyes of the Lord is the same thing. Because when we come to the Lord through salvation, when we begin to walk in his ways, in his righteous ways, and in his commandments, because the truth is, if we are not walking in his commandments, then we're not going to shine. And here it says salvation brings what? You're going to shine, it's going to shine as a torch, which is right here. Lapid is a torch, it's a very good burning torch. Really, what we see here is that Jerusalem is a focus number one for God. See, later when we come to watchmen, see, God needs to understand it as a watchman. We can pray for all kinds of things, but we cannot forget the heart of God. Jerusalem is the main point that God wants to bring to us. As a matter of fact, let me show you. Okay, since we're in Zechariah here, I want to show you something here. We go to Zechariah chapter 3, and in chapter 3, we have a situation where Joshua, or Yehoshua, the, the priest, the high priest of those days, it was standing before the Lord, and next to him, who was uh, Satan, Satan, I was standing at his right hand, and he was accusing him. So the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. And then he says, the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. You think that wouldn't be just enough to say the Lord rebuke you, Satan? Why does he have to add the Lord who chose Jerusalem rebuke you because God wants to know all the principalities and powers that his focus number one and all the prophets are, are concentrating on that focus is Jerusalem Zion Jerusalem that is the focus that is in the heart of God every day for which God doesn't want to stop acting and doesn't want to stop speaking so why go back because in verse 2 the nations then the nations will see your now triumph of course see your righteousness and all the kings your glory so ah and you shall be called by a new name which mouth of the Lord shall mark it okay when salvation ignites this glory of God, this light of God in Jerusalem, salvation will come to all the nations and even the kings of the nations will recognize this. And uh, this actually connects us to Abraham. When God gave Abraham the promise and he said to him in you, all the nations will be blessed and you see the people of israel their indicators if we in israel do not walk in god's ways turn away that actually affects the nations the whole sin falls on the world we're the indicator but if we walk in the ways of god salvation comes to the world and that's not just one passage, there's several passages about this. That, that's why God is focusing on Jerusalem, because he wants to save the whole world.
see if you pray for your country and many of you in the United States and of course I will not never discourage you to pray for Washington so that righteousness will come to the White House but praying for Washington may bring change to the United States praying for Jerusalem will bring change to the entire world and that's the difference here okay so when we come to verse 3 it says and you shall be a crown of beauty now it says that will be an authority a beautiful authority in the hand of the, the Lord a royal diadem diadem here we have the word sniff uh, which is comes which is close to the word matznef matznef is uh, that turban that high priest wore where it's like God says there's the, a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord is like like this the, the sniff turban that the priests were and now it's in the hand of your God wow this is so amazing because the authority and the rulership will be from Jerusalem when the prayer is focused on Jerusalem praying for the government and authority to be established there and once the Lord is ruling from Jerusalem oh gosh everything is going to come to the way it should be all right and the Lord, then it's the Lord says, "You shall no longer be termed or termed forsaken, and your land anymore be desolate." This land of Israel was desolate for first time for seventy years, and then for two thousand years. As a matter of fact, if you ever come to Zikron Yaakov, we live in the town of the first Aliyah, 1882. First people came back and started, and that was the beginning of return of the Jews from all over the world in 1882 before that it was total desolation for 2000 years there were about 25,000 Jews living in a place in the entire place called Eretz Israel the land of Israel and there was nothing here Turks who ruled here they uh, did not invest anything uh, for the economy or anything here except for railroad that went uh, <coughs> from Cairo to Yafo to Haifa to Damascus and eventually to Medina and that's only for the purpose of their pilgrimage of a Muslim pilgrimage otherwise they did not invest anything here it was total desolation here and the Lord is changing everything by bringing this is why the, when the prophets prophesied that the people will come back Isaiah 11 11 says people will come back for the second time and God is going to raise in front of the nations a miracle a miraculous banner yeah check Isaiah 11 11 11 12 and the Jewish people will come back to it. the fact that we're coming back to the land is not so we'll be slaughtered by Hamas we're coming back to for the purpose of the kingdom here that God is planning to establish his kingdom where here in Jerusalem it says you you will be no more called desolate you'll be called you will be my delight and it will be espoused it was just married to the Lord the land in the same so the land will be married and it says in verse 5 in the same man it gets engaged to a virgin and so on and the way God rejoices over the land is how he the bridegroom rejoices over the bride so what bible app are you using huh? what which bible app are you using 
It's not app. It's oh, internet. It's on the internet. I just type this word, Mechon Mamre, right here. And Jody, I don't know if you're able to copy it. Yeah, and you can I post um, on Mechon Mamre. Uh, just yeah. erase what's after Mamre. So it will be, it will get to you. Because if you go to the home page, you can't get into it to copy it. Okay, because sorry. That thing is in the bars in the way. Ah, yeah, the bar. Okay. Yeah, there. there you go. No, yeah. I can't copy it on yours. Sorry. You All right, I'll copy it, it and I'll put it in the chat. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and you see how they put it in the chat. Right here. And it should be like that. It's in the chat. No? The, uh, the, the, the trans English translation is called GPS. It's very close to King James with some changes because it's Jewish translation. Originally, Jewish people did not want to translate into English word for word. So they, um, I'm not fond of it, but because the Hebrew is next to it, so that's why I'm using it. And I will correct it for what is in Hebrew. So now what, when we have this five verses, there's a revelation of the heart of God. What is the main focus on God's heart? And now he's talking. That's very important because now he's going to talk about watchman. Because what God is saying, whatever I want to bring, I don't want to do it by myself. I am looking for cooperation with people who set their heart on, in, on ways of God who are looking forward for redemption and who are looking forward to that same focus that God is looking forward and they're looking forward for the establishment of God's kingdom. Therefore, he said, I have set a watchman upon your walls, O Jerusalem, and they will not hold your peace. That's exactly the same word as we find over here. Lo echeseh, lo echeseh. Right here. So he says, Alhamatahi Rushalain, if Kaditi Shomrim. I have uh, put a watchman call Yom Ev okay all day. We call Halila and all night. Always. So it's every day and all day. Lo same word. And remember the word Yahashu, not only it means being quiet, but also they will will not stop acting. There's an action that is taking place for whatever, how God leads that and action on why. Hamaskirim et al dami lachem. So they will keep reminding the Lord, don't be quiet. Now the Lord doesn't want to be quiet, but he wants the watchman still to remind you. Why do I need to remind the Lord? Doesn't he? Does he forget? Of course, he said, I'll never forget Jerusalem. But when I begin to pray God's will, he does something in my heart because then my heart gets burned. It bursts a vision. The more I pray in line with what God wants me to pray for, the more vision gets bigger and stronger and the more powerful I can pray because in the end, it's going to be that God is going to be aligned with these prayers and he will go forth in establishment of the kingdom. Because we know 
according to the prophets, and I really strongly recommend. Please read the prophets, especially Zechariah. Before, it's going to be all this exciting time of peace and kingdom. There will be wars and rumors of wars, and nations will want to come against Jerusalem. And the, the enemy today wants to destroy Jews all over the world. Every day I read something where, where Jews are no longer safe in their synagogues in England, and in USA, in France. And it's like the times of hand, hunters came up because God wants to bring the Jewish people home. Why? Because he wants Jerusalem to experience salvation. So these are the six verses. And so the, this watchman is not going to stop. He's not going to rest and he's not going to stop acting. As we can see, law, that stop acting. They're going to continue reminding the, the Lord and reminding to ourselves about this issue. And it says, I will give him no rest till he, who? And <laughs> our watchman is not going to give him rest. Don't give God rest until he establishes what? And until he makes Jerusalem praise in the earth. That is the focus. And that's where Zechariah comes, that one day the Lord will be king over all the earth. And the Lord will be one, and his name will be one. It's gonna, he's going to set up his throne in Jerusalem. So how does he pray? Okay, I'm going to now go through a little bit through Isaiah 52. Any questions about what we just read? You have to unmute yourself. You have a question. Okay. It looks like it is clear to most people. Yes? It's good. All right. I go back to Isaiah 52 now. And it starts with these words. Awake, awake. Put in your strength, O Zion, if she uzach Zion. So when we're praying about Zion waking up, it's praying for Jerusalem to wake up and recognize the Messiah. When we pray for Jerusalem, we're actually praying that not only just for the city of Jerusalem, that the inhabitants there, but we're also praying for the government that sets in Jerusalem. Until Jerusalem will become what? The holy city. By the way, the word holy comes from the word dedicated, separated and dedicated by God. And then he says, no longer shall come into you uncircumcised and unclean. And it's not just dealing with somebody who is uncircumcised in the flesh, but circumcision of the flesh means cutting off the flesh. In other words, the fleshly minded and unclean does not have a place in such a holy environment. So shake yourself from the dust, from all the uncleanness. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose yourself from the bands of your neck, O captive, O daughter of Zion. All this is an example of how to pray 
for Jerusalem. This is what God's will, what he wants Jerusalem to be free from uh, sin, free from bondage, free from uncleanness. Today, um, in Jerusalem, they even have gay parades and they have all kinds of things in the present Jerusalem, but it won't be like that. So we're praying for salvation, praying for holiness of Jerusalem. As I says the Lord, you were sold for nothing and you shall be redeemed without money. And in other words, your redemption is going to be free. I'm going to redeem you without any conditions, in spite of the fact that somebody sold you. But thus says the Lord God, my people went down before into Egypt to sojourn there, and the Syrians oppressed them without the cause. He's talking about all these different nations that oppressed the Jewish people. But now therefore, what do I hear, says the Lord, seeing that the people is taken away for nothing? It says, they that rule over them do house, says the Lord, and my name will continually, all the day will be, is blasphemed. So God is now confronting all these nations that rule against Israel and Jerusalem, that all this is going to end, all this. Uh, and he says, therefore, my people shall know my name. That to know his name is to know salvation and to know righteousness. And therefore, they shall know in that day that I, even I, have spoken, behold, here I am. When it says in that day, that is a day of judgment of the Lord. And that is the day that, that the Messiah comes, according to Zechariah. That is the day where in Zechariah 12, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, descendants of David, will open their eyes because God is going to pour the spirit of grace and supplication and they will see him who was pierced. That's all, all about that day. So, so you can uh, take all these verses from one to six and see that is an example of the heart of God of prayer. How, what do we, what is the goal here uh, for Jerusalem? What kind of things we pray for Jerusalem? Yes, so now we come to this awesome verse, which has several parts. And when I teach in the kingdom, I actually have a message for a different part of this verse. And the verse says like this, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger of good news okay let's stop here this messenger obviously is the messiah Yeshua. here he in hebrew he is called mevaser levaser means to to bring the news it actually could be any news in this case it's a news of redemption salvation and the news of the kingdom because when the Messiah will appear, even the first time, that's what he said, we just read Luke chapter 4. I must preach the kingdom of God in other cities, because it is for this purpose I have been sent. He comes with a message of the kingdom. He becomes a messenger of the news of the kingdom. That's why he's here. He's called Mevaser. Mevaser means the messenger. And... 
what what's included in his message here it says mashmia shalom first thing included in his message is shalom that word mashmia comes from the word shema listen now when in hebrew there are several words for listening shema lishmoa actually to listen it means that what you have to do something with what you heard it's not just here you have to act upon it but this is a form of the word where the messenger causes others to listen so he is preaching this news he comes with the news and he wants us to listen what what's the first things that he wants to let us know about shalom and shalom is that is really i take the whole lecture or two in a seminar on the kingdom to explain the whole meaning of shalom but to to be a little bit more brief shalom comes from the verb la shalem which over hashlim there's two forms here la shalem means to pay because somebody paid the price la hashlim means to complete and this is very powerful because I, I don't want to take too many too much of the version from the message but when you read the first chapter of the bible how god created the world and he created we think he created perfect but when we come to the next chapter if you only read it in hebrew it says that universe is not complete something is not complete this is why he says which god created to do to make something from it but the translators did not want to translate it that way so they translated translate created and made because they can't imagine that god made something imperfect but god completed his part but he has something for us to complete and shalom has to do with completing everything the simple meaning peace will only come when everything is completed and god is yeshua is sitting on the throne and begins to rule so everything is there moving to for a completion and so creation is incomplete and so paul understands that and even saying creation has been groaning wait you know wait it's uh waiting for unveiling of whom one son okay one son was already revealed but sons in the plural because again the completion of everything going toward the kingdom of god it's a cooperation with the son now we are cooperating with him in prayer in worship when we worship and sing gosh this is the most one of the most powerful weapon out Amen. there that defeats the enemies like in it in the times of the battle and when king Jehoshaphat, when the three nations attacked Jerusalem and God says still salvation of God and people stand stood still but they began to sing and they began to worship and oh gosh the enemy got confused and killed each other and so salvation came and that's a power of of people who pray who sing who worship Okay, so we, we dealt with Shalom. Second thing, he's preaching, in other words, he's proclaiming here, Tov. The problem is here, they say, 
he is proclaiming good tidings. There is no word tidings, there is no good news. Most translations say he's proclaiming good news. Not good news, he's proclaiming good. Good is a very important thing because it has to do with the ways of God. Because when God was creating the world, he would, every time, every day, he would say, God saw it was good. God saw it was good. At the end, it was very good. God is the one that establishes what is good. When the man went away from God and, and rebelled against God, today man chooses to establish what is good, but now he's calling evil good. But good, but the definition of good the, and establishment of good belongs to the king. So when the good is reestablished and with the king, Again, when he rules and we walk in his ways and letting him to decide what is good and what is evil. And then that's it. So the next thing, okay, so he's establishing shalom, he's establishing good. The next thing he is establishing, mashmia again, he let others know what? Yeshua. Same as Yeshua. Yeshua means salvation. And as we see, Salvation is the way to righteousness, is the way to the establishment of the kingdom and the glory of God. And the last thing is, and te, remind, tell, Zion, Litzion, Malach Elohaich, tell Zion, your God reigns. And this is one of the most powerful things that's happening today, even as people from different nations come to Israel from Germany, from USA, from others, and able to influence from heaven people like Holocaust survivors, the people, Israeli people. Because as long as the body does not understand the purpose of God and the purpose of Israel, maybe you heard that song that have been sung for, about from this verse, how God reigns, something like that. See, it's not scriptural. Scripture doesn't say, tell Zion, our God reigns. When Christians say, our God reigns, they forgot that, um, who, who do they say, our God reigns? It's Ruth. Remember, Ruth didn't say, my God reigns. Ruth tells Naomi, your people are my people. Your God is my God. So when the believers acknowledge that God of Israel is their God, of course, he's your God too, because you were included into the same kingdom. But we cannot separate God of Israel from, from the people of Israel and the Messiah of Israel. And God sends Moses to speak to Pharaoh. He tells Moses, tell Moses that God of Hebrews sent you. So the enemy needs to find out. One day the, the whole world will know that creator of the world is called God of Hebrews. And your God is God of Hebrews. Now, and, and in verse 6, we come again to the watchman. But here it's a different word. Now, I didn't tell you that in Isaiah 62, the word for watchman is shomer. And you know what shomer means? It means a guardian. So as the watchman reminds the Lord about the ways of God, he also, his whole heart is to guard God's ways against any pollution, against wrong theology, against wrong things. He needs to understand, totally understand God's heart and he wants to protect it. 
That's a guardian. That's a watchman in Isaiah 62. The watchman in Isaiah 52 is a different word. Is it so fair? So far. So fair means literally means a watchman, but with an understanding of expectation. When this watchman is praying, he is expecting this kingdom. He, his heart is filled with what is going to happen. And that's why it says they will lift up the voice together. They will sing. Here it is against this powerful singing that defeats the enemy. And they will see eye to eye. What is this watchman is going to continue to remind the Lord until every eye will see. Every knee will bow. But be sure. And they will see the Lord returning where? He's returning to Zion, to Zion. And what is, this watchman, is, this expectation is so exciting that he's going to break forth in joy and sing, break forth into joy and sing together. The waste places of Jerusalem for Yahweh has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem and so on. And it's, we just can go all on, on, on. And this chapter is so incredibly kingdom chapter. It's right before Isaiah 53, where it talks about suffering, but this is a kingdom chapter here. So since we talked about the power of the sound, and let's go back to this watchman of Isaiah 52, because you see, the watchman of Isaiah 52 is the one that expects, hopes, uh, he prays with hope, and he lifts up the, his voice. And that's why, you know, I don't really, you know, this old Hebrew word hark, but in, in Hebrew, English word hark, you know, but in Hebrew it's call means voice, sound of your watchman will be lifted up here again, second time, the sound, the voice, and it will sing with the sound, with a voice, with proclaiming. And it really what happens because when we read that God does not go silent, it's we join our voice with the voice of God. And that's where the power really, comes. It's more powerful than any weapons that were developed even in modern time or will be still developed. Anyway, that is, um, hopefully that would be enough on the watchman here. Uh, I would like to play a little bit, but maybe uh, is, there, is there any questions that somebody wants to really ask before? Say something. I'm open to that. I, I've had a long-standing question yes. like jerusalem is addressed in all cities in the feminine Did, do you have any insight why that is is that just the convention of hebrew or is there some intentionality behind that you might be aware of that's a good it's a, a good question perhaps and that's only an idea that's more than convention because god is Talking about marrying this. Yes, city. that's what I, yes. That's it. It's a good insight. Yes. And what, what about the fact that the Holy Spirit comes in the feminine form? Yeah. So when God wants to fill yep. us. And Jerusalem is his representative. Yeah. But it is, uh, there's a lot about marriage here uh, with the prophets. So I think that's maybe uh spiritual reason why uh, the places are in the feminine yeah. gender i thought of another verse yeah. michael and that is the jerusalem from above she is our like our mother it doesn't say father she <laughs> yeah. 
That's the issue, yeah. Yeah. Now, and of course, talking about Jerusalem, we talked about that one of the proclamation of the Messiah is Shalom. Now, what's the meaning of the word Jerusalem? Yeru, Shalom, the city of Ir means the city of peace. But then there is another word, Yerusha. So inside the word Jerusalem, there's another meaning. Yerusha means inheritance. And so you can also see inheritance of peace. And then there is another thing there, because in Hebrew grammar, we have words in singular, like in English, we have plural. And then we have dual. So the plural words have ending, if they're masculine, im or ot. But the dual words have ending like this, ayin. Here's I. So in Hebrew, it's ayin. When I say two eyes, it's ayin. Ozen, oznayim. And how we say Jerusalem in Hebrew? Yerushalayim. I am at the end. Could it be that it talks about the heavenly Jerusalem will merge with earthly Jerusalem? It's two, two. So there's all these things with it, but for divine thought and divine purpose, that is God's focus. And why I'm speaking to those who are part of watchmen and because that is watchmen's number one responsibility now of course we pray for anything that god brings before us and wants us to pray we align ourselves with god but that but the prophet is giving us the direction the focus here yes okay any other question before i go to the piano okay we have here peter raymond you just uh quick one what are the distinctiveness or the distinctions between zion and jerusalem or are they one and the same or what are the nuances between the use of the two words okay that if there are two words or two two concepts because zion is jerusalem according to the prophets but eventually zion becomes jerusalem in its redemptive state saved Jerusalem. That's the goal of God. That's why John sees a heavenly Jerusalem coming down from heaven. That's an illustration of God's people who actually walk on earth, but their mind is heavenly. You can be on earth, but you have a heavenly mind. That's what Yeshua was. He told Pharisees who knew, and not every Pharisee was bad, but there were some leaders that confronted him. He says, the reason you don't understand what I say is because you are from below and I'm from above. Now, these people memorized the scripture in Hebrew, but they interpreted it from their carnal mind. And he interpreted the scripture from the heavenly perspective because he was connected to his heavenly father. And this is an example to us uh, to, to connect our mind, so we won't be double-minded, but connect our mind to the mind of the Messiah. Paul said, we have the mind of the Messiah. When we have the mind of the Messiah, we're already walking in because heavenly people because what happens when do we go to heaven because Yeshua said is it not Yeshua Paul said you have been seated that's past tense yeah in heavenly places 
Amen. I haven't died yet, but according to what Paul said, I'm already sitting in, in heaven. What does it mean to me? It means that I have a heavenly mind and I have to discover it because my natural mind likes to forget about it. And I can go about doing all the carnal things that everybody else is doing. But we have a heavenly mind. And that's what heavenly Jerusalem is. That's Zion. It's a place today, place in the spirit. And one day when the Lord comes to the geographical Jerusalem, which today is not much godliness there, except for some believers, that will become a center of his glory, a holy place. And that it will be a light that will spread to the ends of the earth. See, that is the goal. The goal is not so we die and go to heaven. The goal, uh, the, the goal is that uh, the kingdom of God comes to earth. And in resurrection, we will be in, in, again in this physical world, but in a different world, redeemed world, with the Messiah. And of course, depending on how we behaved and acted here, whether there will be a level of rulership that the Lord will give us. Yes. Okay. Now we have okay, uh, Juta. Uh, I have a little bit more time today. Oh, okay. uh, I uh, don't have to finish right on the. So I will still play. But Juta. It's just one a question because it's just fitting so good. And so it is this when you said this the finished work of the Father is it to do uh, with putting the key or capstone in the finishing or the finishing stone, ascending Yeshua as the King or Bridegroom to rule in the earth. Amen. Exactly. Okay. Thank Amen. you. Zachariah talks about, Zachariah talks about uh, cornerstone. With cornerstone, you begin the building, but he also talks about the capstone. And with capstone, the building is finished. Thank you. Yeah. And then there is another stone, the chisels, three stones Zachariah mentions in there. And that's, that's very good. And Yeshua is all of them. He's the beginning, he's the process, and he's the end. Also in the finisher of everything. Yeah. Maybe I will, okay, uh, let's see. I'll go to the piano. Let, because this is the most important uh, part that I love to do, and I love to teach, but when I'm going to play something in the spirit, we're going to record it, and then we'll send to you. It will be available because this is an opportunity for us to hear God. Whatever the notes will go, I'll ask God to give me, but God will speak to you directly. And the voice, it will be the voice of the piano. Voice and sound in Hebrew is the same word. So whether it's our voice when we sing a song of the Lord or play on the instrument, and I want to play right now. To share, um, when you first started, I had an instant picture of <clears throat> extremely dry ground that there was all kinds of cracks in the ground. And then the most pure water began to flow slowly over those cracks and began to seep in to the earth. And then the Lord led me to Psalm 63 where David is in the wilderness <laughs> and it says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly. I seek you. My soul is thirsting for you and my flesh longs for you in a dry and a weary land where there is no water. 
So I looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Since your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. Amen. So Father, I thank you that you know all of the dry places. You know what is the cause and you know the effect. And we thank you, Father, that you are a river that never runs dry and that all our springs of joy are in you, Lord. And so we thank you, Father, for speaking. We thank you, Lord, that you sing over your people. And we thank you, Father, for the refreshing this morning in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. I know your vision reminded me something I was going to say, because I had a question, what does the word Sion mean? And one of the meaning of the word Sion is a dry ground, Sia. Because Sion are the people that are not producing anything of ourselves, but all our power, all our life comes from outside, from the Lord. And that's why when his prophecy about Yeshua, the shoot would come from the dry ground. And there's even a place in the wilderness called Eretzia, the, the land of dryness. But Sion also relates to the word Tzon, which means flock, and that's a flock of God. And also, let's say Yen means to point. It points to where? To the kingdom. <laughs> so all these different meanings out there from the word Sion that we have. But thank you for sharing. It reminded me about the dry ground here. Okay, anybody else want to share anything? Amen. That was such a beautiful revelation. And I think it was as if she took the words right out of my mouth because I had this sense of beautiful, gentle summer rain, the one that gives relief. And so when Shirley started speaking, it was as if, oh my gosh, we're in tandem, we're one. And then the, the scripture that I received was the beginning of Isaiah 32. And it says, behold, a king shall reign in righteousness Amen. and princes shall rule in judgment. Verse two, and a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind and a covert from the tempest as waters, as rivers of waters in a dry place and as a shadow of a great rock in a weary land. But I just couldn't, as it was percolating through my mind, I couldn't quite see how it added to what you were saying. And of course, Shirley spoke just a few moments ago. I was like, oh, wonderful. The, the spirit is one. But that's, that was the thing that I received, especially when you started, when you got to, to the high notes in your, when you were playing the piano. Thank you. Thank you. I might share? Yes, please. Yes, the first word I got was an I. Mm. We sit before him. And then it went to bowing before him that we, I think that's the right way that we actually prostrate ourselves before him. And it was at that place in the prostration before God that the anointing in the holy place came forth. And it comes out of Jerusalem. And that was, was one of the best teachings of Jerusalem that the church needs to hear because it is the foundation. And it was from that very place in the music that the perfumes and the oils and the smokes and all of the wonderful things that happened in the presence of the Lord at that place, at that holy place, 
that I believe we were taken to. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Trenda. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, I just, when Alyosha was playing, I just really sensed the caress of the Lord. And it's a very hard time on the planet in general. And especially here in Israel, we are really going through a lot as we see so many of our IDF dying in the battle. And there's a lot going on in this nation besides what's happening in The Hague and what's happening here among the people that have been displaced, hundreds of thousands. Mm -hmm. And I just know the Father was really speaking through this music wanting to bring us to his bosom and i felt his weeping <laughs> with us it is it's not a happy clappy time <laughs> and i appreciate the worship when there's a really strong worship but it's a time to really press through into the holy of holies and mm. into his very presence and into his bosom and i know for myself i need to press through into that place where i can find comfort because I'm looking, it's hard not to see what's happening. It's hard not to hear what's happening. And we really need that comfort that only comes from him. So I really felt and sensed that in the music, his compassion, his understanding for us, mm -hmm. and he desires us. This is what I was getting mm. from the music. Yeah. Thank you. It was also, he was like alluring us in, like closing us in, you like comforting. And I really had, especially also in the end, like in, at the end of music, uh, movies, love stories, there comes at the end loud music and there comes in the end, but it's always a wedding. It's always like an, a conclusion or something like that. And it was so much like point, pointing on the final. It was for me, look at the end, look, it's, it will be a happy end. It was so encouraging and, and just comforting in, wrapping in to this comfort. That's what I felt with this. So beautiful, really, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Peter, for those words. Yes. Uh, Peter just wrote that the words kept repeating for him holy kadosh and glory oh, mm -hmm. just really beautiful thank you uh yes. surely do you know where i could post this piece because i recorded it and i can post it in a chat or it won't let me post it here so should i post it in the group chat for global watch yes you can post it in the uh, signal group for yeah yeah in signal the one for the actual global watch community yeah yeah i think everyone's a part of that one okay yeah not the messenger the yeah. regular one okay we'll do it so it's nice sometimes yes. to re-listen and hear what the spirit of the lord is saying it's <laughs> yeah yeah mary from a Lifted at your hand from Australia, but you have to unmute yourself. Sorry, okay. I believe this is what he's saying mm. to all of us this pride. Do not be concerned about the warfare. I have all in my hand. 
Beloved, you will see the enemy scatter. Hmm. A momentous day has begun in the spirit, heralding in the rulership of my son. Yes, hmm. you are seated in heavenly places. And my spirit is even now fashioning my bride as my weapon of war in the earth, warring in the heavenlies. Hmm. Yes, beloved, my heart is in Zion, and Jerusalem is mine forevermore. Take no thought, for tomorrow has its own events. Focus on me in the now moment, for I am here with you. Rest in me, be at peace. I am sitting on my throne. Let my grace take over your life and remain focused on me alone. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Jody and Alyosha. What a powerful time. Thank you for the teaching. Thank you for leading in the uh, prophetic worship. <laughs> Amen. And thank everyone for coming and joining this hour. Mm. Amen. Amen. And thank you for the opportunity and the blessing of being together with all you precious saints. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate you too. Thank you. Thank John. Some of you will feel Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. We appreciate you.